Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly Podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. We're going to go straight into the Word of God. It'll be a brief word, um, and then we'll give you a time to respond today. Uh, I believe the Lord's going to touch people with salvations. The Lord's going to touch people with spiritual breakthrough. And the Lord's going to touch many of you also to surrender to the call of God to be a missionary. So be praying about that as we begin. Bow your heads with me, please. Father God, thank you, Holy Spirit. Your presence is in this place. We... uh, We sense a pool. We sense uh, the wooing of your spirit. uh, Just you calling us. And and it's irresistible. You're irresistible. May we always say yes. May we always surrender to what you're calling us. And call us to your presence. Call us to you first and foremost, Father. But also call us to the nations, I pray. In the name of Jesus, speak, Father. Have your way. May we get out of here in a different way that we came in. Thank you for the missionaries that have spoken. Thank you for the money that has come in. Father, we bless you and we love you for this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So uh, tonight as I was praying and preparing for today, I was feeling led tonight to speak to some of you who are praying about a ministry and praying about an opportunity that the Lord maybe has spoken to you about, but it hasn't happened yet. I want to talk a little bit about delay and indecision. I want to talk a little bit about what it means when you are waiting and hoping for something, but it doesn't happen. And I want to uh, share a story from the Word of God that I believe will be encouraging to you uh, with that. Can I get an amen on that? All right, let's do it. So uh, Langston Hughes wrote, What happens to a dream deferred? It dries like what? Like a racing in the sun. Something happens when you uh, uh, want to do something, desire to do something, but it just doesn't happen as quick as you thought it would. Tonight I want to talk a little bit about Jonah uh, and a message that I'm just calling whales. All right, say with me, Whales. Uh, I don't want to talk to you about how he got in trouble necessarily, but how he got out of it. Jonah is uh, called often the reluctant prophet. This is the guy that God gives specific instructions to. Uh, everybody knows uh, the, the book of Jonah begins, and it's just with the call of God. And God's like, hey, rise up and go. You need to go to Nineveh, and you need to preach repentance, and then I'm going to save them all. And... Jonah gets up, and you think he's going to go respond to the call that God just gave. Instead, he goes and goes the opposite, the complete opposite direction. And so uh, that's why we call him the reluctant prophet. And so before we begin, uh, you know, judging Jonah, before we begin talking about, you know, I can't believe this guy is so disobedient, he's so rebellious, uh, before we do that, don't, don't go too, too fast on that one. Because before you point fingers, when I grew up, they said, every time you point a finger at someone, there's three pointing at you. How many of you heard that before? All right. So many of us have done exactly what Jonah did. And so uh, let me talk to you a little bit about whales. All right. So tonight I'm defining whales as, as, as a delay 
uh, a time, a season that just holds you back, uh, a season of trouble. It could be a season of tribulation. It could be just a, a desert. Some people can call it a desert. Um, and, and, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to call uh, whales today. So uh, most of us are familiar with the term giants. So giants is an attack of the enemy that is unexpected and you didn't deserve it. A whale is a situation that delays you or it's a problem that has come up, but that one, you deserve it. All right. That one, you get in trouble yourself. And so that's okay. It happens to all of us. But the deal is, what do we do when we are in that uh, belly of the whale? What do we do when we are in that belly of the whale? Uh, the first thing I want to tell you is that um, God can use a whale to save us. You're like, what did he just say? Let me repeat that. God can use a whale to save us. So there was a season in, in my college years in which I was, uh, I guess, too heavily involved with academics and uh, got a little bit distracted. And so for a season in my college time, I actually uh, fell away from God. And so for a season, I, I backslid at a term that many people can, can use. And so uh, I wasn't serving the Lord as I knew I had to. The Lord had called me to full-time ministry. I was fighting that call. How many of you have fought a call from God? Oh, yeah, good luck on that one. So I'm resisting. I don't, I don't want, I think I don't want what he's asking me to do. And so I'm having trouble. And so me and, me and God are having some rough times, okay? And so what happens is uh, there's a moment in which I'm fast forwarding here, uh, working at a pizza joint to just make some money in college. Uh, and we are, you know, working in the summers and on February 24, 1998, I can think of a very specific date. That night I had finished my shift. Uh, and Margarita, who was my girlfriend at the time, had come to say hi at the end of work. And so I'm like, hey, I'll be out. Just give me a minute. We're just talking. Um, and all of a sudden, in a, in, the, in a strange night, there wasn't a storm. There wasn't any announcement. There wasn't any alert at all whatsoever. Again, this was 1998. And all of a sudden, a tornado comes through that where we were at, February 24, 1998. This is in Kissimmee, Florida. And it ended up uh, being quite a, quite a big tornado. It's actually category five. They call those the finger of God. That night actually ended up being uh, the deadliest tornado of Central Florida to date. 27 people died that night. And uh, I, that night, Margarita and I survived that tornado. God spared our lives that night. And so it was a pretty powerful experience, and it, and it completely shook me. And so after that moment occurred, because it happens in an instant, uh, as we get rescued, we get out of the rubble. And as I'm out there shaking right outside of this place, just going, what the world just happened? I'm standing there with Margarita. I'm really happy that we're both good and one of the things I do remember saying is I said to the Lord, you know, in my mind I'm going, if I would have died tonight, I don't know if I would have gone to heaven. And that was scarier than the actual tornado. That was more terrifying to me, not knowing if I had assurance of going to heaven was 10 times more terrifying than, a, than that natural disaster, and though the tragedy was still unfolding around us. And I just remember immediately repenting 
And immediately going, Lord, and I surrender to the call, by the way. I give up. It's your way. I get it. Or no way, right? So for sure it's your way. And might as well, I did say, and Margarita, we're meant to be together. And God's going to unite us. And then we got married. And so I, that was awesome. I did take advantage of that situation. But <laughs> in many ways, God used it in many, many, many ways. But what I'm trying to say with that is uh, what others saw as a terrible thing that night, and it was, it was an out of salvation for me. So what others may have seen as, as, as a whale or as a negative thing, it actually ended up being a moment that God used to rescue me, to pick me up, and to, to, to change me and shake me. By the way, I was never the same after that event, and, uh, and it was powerful, and it was awesome. And I appreciate God. Now I can say this. I appreciate God for that moment. And so um, here we have Jonah going back to him. He's in a... In this boat, there's a storm. He's fleeing from God. He's fleeing from the presence of God. The, 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 thing is, uh, the things ought to be shipwrecked. And so everybody comes. All these people that do not serve the Lord, they're like, we feel like it's you, the one that is causing this. What's going on? And so he says, actually, it's me. And uh, instead of repenting, I do find this pretty interesting. He says, the way you're going to solve this is just throw me out of the, out of the boat into the water. Quick. That's a quite a radical uh, conclusion to draw right there, but he did. And so he knows this is how this storm is going to stop and these people are going to be saved. And so I'm impressed by two things. Number one, how, how reluctant he actually is to go to Nineveh, that he would not take that moment and say, actually, let me get on my knees, repent before my Lord and Savior, and, I, and this will be fine. Instead, he would rather be thrown out the boat. That's how much he doesn't want to obey God. That's how much he believes that people from Nineveh do not deserve to know the true God and the true king. There's been some situations, uh, I'm not going to go into the whole historical detail, but in the moment, he just doesn't feel like they deserve it. He just doesn't feel like they need to hear, okay? Um, I remember when the... Uh, attack on Afghanistan happened this year. We had that whole situation. I remember an email came in, and, uh, you know, I was, I was very shaken by that. A lot of us are aware here in this nation, and so I remember one email came in from Live Dead, and it said something like, how to pray for the Taliban. And I was like, oh, I think they made a typo. I think they meant to say how to, play, how to pray for the Afghanis. And so then it says something like seven steps on how to pray and love the, Afga the Taliban. And I'm like, I almost deleted it because <clears throat> I was upset. Because I'm trying to process, guys, this is me this year. Understand? I'm like, God, you, you love them? <laughs> of course he does. It's just I'm upset at the situation, and I'm, and I'm having a little bit of a struggle, and I'm, and I'm impressed and completely challenged by the fact that there are like seven ways to bless and pray. And I'm like, my goodness, they're so, more, so much more spiritual than I am because their heart melts for the lost. Who cares who they are? And so I was challenged by that. And so before I begin judging Jonah, I go back to even this year a little bit earlier and say, I've been there myself. And so... The, going back to this boat, they throw Jonah out, and he thinks he's going to drown. 
But instead, he gets the Lord sends a whale and, and swallows him. And so for him, at that moment, salvation came in the form of a whale. And so for many of you, you, are, you find yourself in a strange season of trial and tribulations and problems and some crisis or some issue. I want to submit to you that it may be that God is trying to work with your heart because he has a mission for you. And though you see a, a, a whale, God sees a salvation. And God sees a, a, a purpose. And God sees the plan he's been delineating for you. And so uh, there might be more to what you are experiencing right now. And so God can definitely use a whale to save us. Can I get an amen on that? Next, God can use a whale to reroute us. Reroute us. All right? So things are about to take a drastic turn in the story of Jonah. I think it's really cool that we get a picture of what's happening inside the whale. The whale does come in, swallows Jonah. This is not a myth. This is not a theory. This is not a cute poem or a literary figure. No, this really happened. The whale eats him and, or swallows him, and he ends up falling in this pocket where apparently there's enough oxygen for him to su survive a little bit. And also where the methane gases of the stomach of the whale do not affect them. And so it is a miracle that he is alive. God is preserving him because God has a purpose for Jonah. God is preserving him because God loves Nineveh so much. He knows he's the man. And he's not going to harm him. Because he loves Nineveh so much. He's willing to do this whole thing for him. And so all of a sudden, even though he is still struggling, even though he's still in rebellion, what is, is that's what's happening inside of the whale. But you know what's happening outside of the whale? That whale is traveling, I'm going to make this up, 60 miles an hour. Um, it's actually a lot less. It's like 25. But um, on the way to Nineveh, he doesn't know it. But that's where that whale is headed. And so even though in the outside it may look like things are messy or in disarray or in trouble, God may be setting you up. God may be rerouting you. God may be like, you don't even know it, but I'm pointing you towards your destiny. I'm pointing you towards your direction. I'm pointing you towards my plan. La, 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 la. I am doing it and you don't even know it. So we have to... Sometimes like step back and figure out, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? I don't see it, but you're doing something because you are my God and I trust you and you own everything. And so that's the attitude we should have. And so here, here's Jonah. He's going through this whole deal. By the way, it's 2,500 miles from Tarshi, oh, Tarsis. I'm not gonna, I can't pronounce the word. Tarsis to Nineveh. So 2,500 miles just shh, that thing is happening. Turmoil inside the wheel, fast movement outside. Let's keep going. How do you know, by the way, that you're stuck in a whale? I'll give you a few signs. Uh, you and God are not doing too good right now. That might be a sign. And second one, you've been ignoring what he's been telling you. That could be another one. He's talking to you, he's convicting you of some things, but you're choosing not to listen. And I'm not talking like outward rebellion. Sometimes we go to that, 
to that extreme example of like, oh, yeah, I still live a godly life. I mean, I go to church. No, 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 no. God might be giving you some things, some hints, some, some calling you out into some point of obedience, and you're just rejecting what he's convicting you about. If you're doing that, you might be in a whale. Maybe you are lost right now. You've lost a sense of direction. Maybe your present situation stinks. That could mean you're in a whale. Uh, I, can, I, don't even, I, can't even, I don't even want to think about how it smelled in there, but I'm sure it smelled pretty bad. This is what's going on. If you're hidden and no one knows even where you're at, you're deeper than people think that you are, you also may be in the belly of a whale. But today I want to ask you this. You know, how long have you been stuck in there and how much do you want to get out of it? How, long, how much longer are you willing to stay in there? Do you want to get out of that whale? Did you know that God wants to reroute you? Because you've been going the wrong way. There's, there, there was a moment in which I took the opposite direction of where God wanted me to go. And he used force and might to bring me back to the correct route. I'm not going to say God does these drastic natural events with everybody. But he will if he has to. Mm-hmm. It got quiet in here. <laughs> Third thing I need to, I need to uh, tell you today is that if you are in a whale, you should, ex- you should exit quickly. If you're stuck in a whale, exit quickly. Say with me, quickly. quickly. Now, you think that three days, because he was there three days and three nights is not a long time, but actually when you were inside on that moment, that probably seemed like an eternity to Jonah, all right? You got to... Um, you got to understand that, that Jonah is going through a moment of indecision. Say with me, indecision. It's like you're, God, you're asking God for this and this and that, and God's like, stop asking for what you want and just surrender to me. Like, I'm sick of your prayer list. I've been looking for your heart. I've been looking for your surrender. I've been looking for your yes. That's what I've been looking for. The prayer list is good. I get it, but I, I want you. I want you, Jonah. I want you sitting here tonight. I want you watching online. He's after your heart. And so that's the struggle. If you're in there, you got to get out because this indecision will keep us there long, 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 and we shouldn't stay there long. This reminds me of a, of a play uh, that Shakespeare wrote uh, called Hamlet. And most of you know one of the most famous phrases in there is... Uh, to be or not to be. How many of you are familiar with that? To be or not to be, that is the question. That is literally the crux of the matter of the play, and that question can be applied to Jonah. Are you a prophet, or are you not a prophet? Because God, let me tell you, even when he jumped out of the boat, the boat calmed down, everybody repented and believed in the God that Jonah believed. Like God is using him as a prophet everywhere he goes. People are getting saved everywhere he goes, but he still doesn't believe that he's a prophet. Like God, like the Lord is giving him fruit, and he doesn't even know it or see it. That man is marked for the salvation of the nations, and he doesn't get it or doesn't want to get it. And he's in this indecision. And so if you read, there's a whole chapter, chapter 2, there's, there's lengthy prayers for Jonah. We only see one that is in Jonah 2, but three days of this is what happened. Three days of this thing. He starts praying, Lord, 
owner of heaven and earth, you who keeps me hiding in the... And he begins this long religious prayer. Jonah's still playing the game. Jonah's still not willing to give up. Jonah rather pray religious prayers. Jonah rather sound eloquent and beautiful and lofty than to get to the nitty-gritty of what he needs to do. So for three days, he's praying long prayers. For three days, he's playing that religious game. Oh, thou God, thy God, your presence is with me, thou. I don't know how to, however many thou's you could insert, but you get my point. And at the end of these three days, at the end of this long prayer, he finally utters what I believe are the key words that actually get him out of that well. And I want to uh, read to you those words. And we're closing. Literally, we're just closing in here. Uh, so I'm going to ask worship to come as we get ready. But Jonah 2.9, the word of God says, this is after three days. At the end, he goes, but I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. Check it out. What I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Ding, 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 ding. Bingo! You got it, Jonah. You got it. It took you a while, but you got it. First of all, I'm going to vow what I have paid. In other words, I told you I was going to do something. I'm actually going to go do it. I said I was going to give that offering. I'm actually going to go ahead and pay it. I said I was going to give my life to you for this or that purpose. I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to pay what I vowed. Guys, God, God is listening when we pray promises. He's making note. He's not like us. He's not forgetful. He heard you, even some of you, when you were young. And you were in a youth service. And it was you and God in that corner of that altar. And you're like, God, I give my life to the mission field. Or I give my life to whatever, pastoral ministry or any other ministry or any other area. And God's like, and God's like watching to see if you're going to pay that bow. And then Jonah says, salvation belongs to the Lord. Wow. I thought salvation belonged to me. I thought I decided whether Nineveh gets saved or not. I thought I get to decide who, what nice people get the gospel and what nice people don't. Or what not nice people don't. Salvation belongs to you. Sorry, Lord. I messed up on that one. You are the king and I'm not. You own this universe and I don't. You actually own the sea. I'm in the middle of a, of a well and I'm still alive. You, I get it. I get it. You own it all. I'm going to pay my vows and salvation belongs to the Lord. The next verse, immediately after he says that, it says, and the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon dry land. Boom. Out of the whale. You want to get out of a whale, of the belly of a whale quickly? Obedience, surrender. That's it. Obedience, surrender. And you're out of there like that. Maybe you yourself are the one delaying the process. Maybe you yourself, God's like, you're like, I'm waiting on God. You know, I'm just waiting on God. And God's like, I'm waiting on you. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an invitation today because God is teaching us a lesson with this. There's, there's, there's too many of us who just get stuck in these, in these moments of 
just delay, lostness, lack of direction. Just like, why am I stuck? It could be that you still haven't paid your vows and you still haven't realized that the Lord is Lord and you're not. He owns everything. At the end, he quotes Jonah with a little phrase that I love. It's my favorite verse in the book of Jonah. It's actually where the theme for this missions week came from. So I'll read this to you and then we'll open these altars. It says, Jonah 4.11, and God tells Jonah, and should I not, should not I pity Nineveh, that great city, in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left hand, and also much cattle? Little slap, because Jonah still has an attitude and God's still working with him. But the Lord's like, should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, 120? Orlando's like double, triple that. Like there are cities around the world that are much bigger than that. And he's saying, should I not pity Nineveh? They matter to me. They matter to me. They deserve to know. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.